because I am a roaring lion crying out Righteousness. well I guess so welcome everybody to the trust in the Lord hour the most blessed trust in the Lord hour the most blessed hour of the day uh, and there are many blessed hours that we have of course the oblation hour at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, but the, the trust in the Lord hours are blessed hour during our waking time, our waking hours. Now, you're wondering why this lamp is sitting here. Don't let it bother you. I'm going to explain to you what it is. First of all, it's a beautiful crystal lamp. <clears throat> Lit crystal, heavy as an ox with a brass base to it. And I'm going to explain more about what's happening with that a little bit later on in the broadcast when I talk about the gifts we've received from Sister Charlene Humphrey and what we're going to say to anyone who'd like to have this beautiful, beautiful, uh, if you will, um, glass, I'm sorry, crystal rather, <laughs> this beautiful crystal lamp. Um, so we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later on. But today we are excited about the fact that uh, we have published our second article in the New York Times. Uh, there it is right there. And uh, we'll talk more about that, this article also a little bit later on in the New York Times. And, of course, we've got the pictures. I pray that the teachers are telling the young people in, in school today that their picture is in the New York Times and they have not committed a crime, and yet they're in the New York Times. Only way people from our community ever get in the New York Times is when they commit the crime and the heinous one. But there you are in a picture of our cross, of our church, the blood of Jesus cross is there as well. So we're very excited about it being published today, both in print and online. Uh, and we'll talk more about why we're, we're using the New York Times as we are using it. But, and I'll get more back to this crystal, beautiful, beautiful crystal uh, lamp that uh, has been given to us in just a few moments. But I want to continue our teaching about uh, the guilt and not worthy trip. Last time we were together, we talked about the sense of guilt as we had now come to the understanding through the teachings of the first, if you will, leader of the church, uh, the apostle Peter, who was given the keys to the kingdom, which is a mighty, 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 mighty power that was given to him. Um, when you consider all things uh, given to prophets. Peter was given the keys to the kingdom and was told, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you bind in, whatever heaven says you will bind in earth. In other words, whatever you loose, rather, on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's a powerful position that Almighty God, his name is Jesus, gave to Peter. But Jesus also said to Peter, 
that Satan have desired to sift you like wheat. Uh, and you're going to go through some awful things that Satan going to bring everything, including the kitchen sink at you, Peter. But remember, I have prayed for you. And when you come out of this matter of what Satan has done to you, because I have favored you, I have anointed you because I've sanctified you. Satan is going to try to destroy you as he's tried to destroy everything that God has ordained. But remember this, Peter. I prayed for you. When you come out of it, you I want you to strengthen the brethren everybody else is going through. So what I want to do today, saying I have also gone through, I want to strengthen people on the sense of, of, of guilt and feeling not worthy of God's blessing, though you've been washed clean by the, the, dirt, the, the greatest detergent on planet Earth called the blood of Jesus. There's no detergent like it. There's no cleansing power. Mr. Clean ain't got nothing on the blood of Jesus in terms of cleaning you of your sins. But yet there are people, and I've been there. I have. That's why I'm going to be doing a lot of personal references today. Uh, I've been there with guilt about things that I've done. Now, I've been there with feeling not worthy as well. I've been there. Now, I'm not there now, uh, but I've been there. And I want to say this about guilt, that guilt, when you feel guilt about something, now that you're saved, washed in the blood, walking in Jesus, talking in tongues, you still feel guilty about your past. Your past is dirty. Your life is dirty. And you feel guilty and to some degree not even worthy of God's blessings. But. What I want to say to you is that guilt is not a sin. Now, worry is something that we're told not to do, but guilt is not a sin. Guilt is a, a sense of consciousness of the fact that you are aware of what sin is. You are aware of what wrong is. And the issue with me early on in my days here in the New York City area is that I had no guilt of the things that I did. I did not I didn't feel guilty. I didn't feel bad. I just did them, and I had absolutely no, no guilt feelings about them. It was only when I was locked away in the Brooklyn House of Detention back in 1976 that that guilt came down on me like a ton of bricks, and I couldn't carry it. There's no way I could carry it because I'd done so much. Now, we're going to talk about you as well. And But I want to help you to understand that guilt is not a sin. Because If you feel guilty, even though you have, you have been forgiven of your sins, or you've not been forgiven, but even if you have been forgiven, there are a lot of people who still feel guilty, even though they've been washed with that marvelous detergent called the blood of Jesus. Not, by the way, I don't mean to like to make light of the blood of Jesus. You'll understand I'm just trying to make it real that the blood of Jesus is a detergent that washes you of your sin. That's what the purpose of it is. I mean, the anointing gives you power. The Holy Ghost leads you and guides you in truth. But the blood, the blood of Jesus washes you of your sin. You're not carrying that sin no more. However, but you could be carrying it in your mind as guilt. And I want to I want to set, well, I don't want to, but Jesus want me to do the best job I can today to set people free. So you can rise up in worthiness and rise up in power because a large number of you have been staying in the shadows or you've allowed yourself to get entrenched uh, in, a, in a place where your, your, your candle cannot be seen because you feel guilty. 
then there are a lot of you feel like, well, you know, somehow another people going to find out what you did years ago. Somehow another that's going to come to light. And you're going to be embarrassed when it comes to light. A lot of you, so you're feeling that kind of a guilt and that kind of a shame and that kind of not, unworthiness. So you, you know, a lot of people are, well, I, I'm not going to step out front out there because if I get out front out there, somebody going to tell everybody else who I am and what I've done in the past. And I, so I'll just kind of, you know, I'll just kind of, you know, lay back that way I'll won't be embarrassed about what I did and how I did it and when I did it and who I did it to. But you, Jesus don't want you there. I'm telling you, Jesus don't want you lighting a candle or he doesn't want to light you as a candle and then you go put it on a bushel. You got to put it on a mantelpiece where everybody can see it. Now it's going to take a lot of strength and a lot of praying. In other words, for you to say, all right, I'm going out there, rain or shine, I'm, I'm going, like Esther, I'm going to see the king. Uh, yeah, Jesus has forgiven me. And if there's anybody want to bring up something about me and try to destroy me uh, because I've stepped out, well, let them take their best shot. But I'm not staying in the corners anymore. We, we need people. Listen, I was teaching this past Sabbath about the fact that you know, one of, the, one of the main reasons why, the two main reasons why the LGBTQ crowd is, is prospering, by prospering, I don't mean being blessed, but why they're growing. So number one is that a large number of people who uh, used to participate and or have at one time participated in a homosexual activity. Now they're saved now, they're forgiven, they're washed in the blood, they're clean as, as, as the driven snow, but they did it once before or twice before. And and so they the guilt that they have makes them say, I don't have the power to judge anybody else who's doing it because I did it myself. But that ain't where Jesus wants you. That ain't where Jesus wants you. Now he wants you out of there, and I'm here to come, I'm here to come to pull you out of that. That's why the Lord has sent me here. He knows you, and he knows where you've been, he knows what you've done. The other reason, of course, that the LGBTQ is growing in such and gaining and have now such power is because they realize drop that spirit on a child and the child, the parents will support the child. Now, the devil, the devil understands this. Uh, he understands this clearly. It's not necessarily a region where Jesus goes, but the devil understands this. Now, listen to me very carefully. The devil understands, drop that LGBTQ spirit on a, on a child. And the parent, the mother, ain't going to desert that child. And they just, the mother ain't going to do it. I don't care how wrong it is, how ugly it is, the mother, the father, no. They're not going to desert the child. So that way, by dropping it on the child rather than the uncle, they now get the whole family involved in the process, and they stand and say, well, we're going to march with LGD, whatever, whatever, it's alphabet soup. We're going to march with this eye chart, and I'm not going to desert my child. But you should. Jesus has. <laughs> you, but yeah, we'll talk more about that. But I think that where a lot of people say, well, the Lord has sent me here because I, I the, the, have you noticed there's a there's a sense of um, of a falling away from the truth, from righteousness, 
I mean, people in the church are just, I don't know what they're doing in these buildings now. The Lord has sent me here. Easy, more strong, if you don't mind my saying so, courageous preachers like and people like myself. Let me tell you something. If all the things I did were written, you need a you need an encyclopedia of books to write them down. And you know, the devil told me that if you know if you go out there, I'm gonna. I'm going to tell everybody what you, even, you know, when I first came into ministry, going back years ago, when I first came, my sister said to me, well, don't tell nobody you've been to prison. What did you say? Well, don't tell nobody in the church you've been to prison. But you tell people you've been to, you tell people you've been to prison, you know, they're going to look at you cross-eyed, you know. Just, you know, just, just keep that cold, keep that under wraps. I looked at her like she was cross-eyed. Ain't no way. First thing I got up and said, well, I've been to prison. And I tell you one of the reasons why I keep saying it all the time. I mean, I keep saying it because I want everybody to understand where I'm coming from and that God can. If he can do it for me, he can do it for them. But also I want to remind everybody, you know, before you tell it, I'll tell it myself. No, before you tell it, I'll tell it myself. So here, here's what I want to do. Are you, are you, do you believe, now you have to listen very carefully because you know you're supposed to be blessed. And we'll talk about the wicked and the righteous. But the large number of you who uh, believe that your blessings are being withheld because your guilt is in place, because of you think because of what you did or have done, that your blessings are not prospering. Now, it might be true, but that would be a curse. That would not be the power of Satan. That would be a curse of God. There, there, there are things that, you know, you can, you're even forgiven of sin, washed in the blood, cleansed with the greatest cleansing power on the planet. But there are things that you can do once forgiven that can uphold your blessing. Like Moses told the children of Israel, they're at Kadesh Barnea, they're in Deuteronomy chapter 28, where I told them that I'll make you the head and not the tail, above and, on, above and not beneath. Uh, you know, and uh, you'll make your basket and your store. But if you fail to keep the law, here's what I'm going to I'm going to drop the hammer of diseases. The earth under you going to be as iron and the heaven above you going to be as dust. You're going to be hit with the itch, the bop, uh, the botch rather. And every kind of sickness and every kind of disease. You'll take a lot of wheat out, grain out and plant in the field and you'll bring back little. So that's a curse. He says also that if you rob God by, in the tithes and the offering, if you rob God, he's going to curse you. He's going to curse you. And I would, you know, would say this, that the, um, you need to try to, whatever you feel that you've robbed God of, you ought to take an inventory because God's very much an accountant. You ought to pay him back. You ought to give it back. Say, well, Lord, I took this, but here's this. Here's what I took. And I want to give it back uh, so you can break that curse. But having said that, a lot of people now, because and that can happen to you, and I want to dwell on that because that's ain't what I'm here to talk about today. But a lot of people feel that they're just not getting ahead, that they're just not blessed because, because of where they've been. I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you I'm going to do a lot of personal reference here today. I am amazed that Jesus has let me get as far as he's let me get because I did some awful things. I never murdered anybody, never raped anybody, never did anything like that, you know. 
a lot of stealing, a lot of lying, a lot of hurting people, a lot of deserting people. You know, I did a lot of that whole track tractor trailer full of that. I did a football stadium full of all of that. I'm surprised. I, I, this is the absolute truth. Enough. That my mom said, "Why you? You know, because I, I mean, you know, I feel, I, I feel pretty, 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 pretty blessed. All things considered, I feel, I feel chosen by God. You know, I feel. I, I tell you, this whole thing that we're at now, we're fighting the foreclosure. It's, it's grievous. There's no doubt about it. It's threatening. But I have never, I've never felt as strong." As I do now. And I've been doing this for 40 years. I've never felt this strong. Now this thing ain't no joke. This foreclosure. This devil ain't playing. He's playing for keeps. If he can take down the outlaw church. It ain't no, no other church in America. Anywhere else will be able to stand up against the LGBTQ. If he can take this down. And everybody else will keep their mouth shut. If he can take down me. If the devil can take down me. And the outlaw church. Every other preacher will keep his mouth shut. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So this ain't no joke. But, I, you know, I have never felt this powerful as I feel now. So you have to, you have to then, you know, one of the things you want to do is say, are your blessings being withheld? You know, is this sickness I have on me as a result of what I did in the past? No, if you, not after the forgiveness, not a the sickness could be put on you by the devil like it did on Job. You know, or you just could violate the, the, you know, your body in many ways. I'll tell you one thing that you have to be very careful of. Now, the Lord showed me this. If you don't like this, well, you know, but the Lord showed me this. See, a lot of time when you're young and you have sexual intercourse, let's say pre-30, 25, 30 years of age, with a lot of young people who pass around a lot of diseases. And not every sexual disease has been diagnosed. And there's many diseases people carry in their body, and it tends to deform you. Um, and later on, it, it shows up as a sickness. Now, the doctors don't tell you that you got this particular, whatever it is, rash, or you've got this, you know, all this. And they got all these medications on the market. They turn on television, they you walk inside of a CVS drugstore. There's so many ads on television for medication. But the root cause of most of that stuff, skin rashes and all kind of other stuff, and hair falling out, is it, it, because of diseases that were transferred to you. 30 years ago, 40 years ago, through sex. We'll come back to that too. But are you, are your blessings being withheld? Is God withholding your blessings? And if so, why? Are you cursed? And if so, why? And if so, if not, are you ready to get rid of that guilt? Are you ready? Are you ready to get rid of that guilt and finally step out of the shadows? No matter what anybody says about you, what people find out about you, God's got you. Amen. God's got you. See, the devil can keep powerful people. You know, there's in First Kings chapter 17, I believe it is, the first Kings, first Samuel. The um, 
David went down to the valley of Elah and his brother and Saul, who was the anointed king, had been anointed by, had been anointed by Samuel. Saul, the king. You know what they were doing? They were hiding behind the, the bushes and the trees and Goliath was down there running his, flapping his mouth for talking about God. Saying, Send 10 of y'all down here to fight me and I'll beat all of y'all. And, and they were hiding and Saul had the anointing. And there's just too many of, of you out there who for years, probably, you know, you've been, you, you've been hiding so long for years, you say, well, you know, it's too late now. No, it's not. But the other thing is that you want to get rid of this guilt. You want to get rid of this sense of guilt. You want to get rid of the sense of not worthy. I'm not worthy. Thou art worthy, great Jehovah. Thou art worthy, almighty God. You want to get rid of that sense that I, I'm not worthy. You have to watch out. And I told you I'm going to tell a lot of things about me because, you know, I, I felt guilty. And I, I want to say this as well, that I said uh, last time we were together, I said to you now, uh, you need to pray 49 days for people that you think you've injured. And there could be a whole slew of them. Things that you've done wrong to people in particular. 49 days, every day when you pray, ask God to bless that person. Seven times more than they bless you. Ask God to bless that person seven times more than they bless you. I got to see something right here because what, what, what does I do here? Um, mm. um, yeah, I didn't do it. Let me just check out something. I'll be right back with you in just a second. All right, um, what, what I'm doing right now is that I'm going to start that 49 days of you praying for someone or a whole lot of someones that you have injured. And um, you're going to start on the 20th of June. We're going to start the count on the 20th of June. Let me tell you why I'm doing that, because there are some people who maybe had to go to court today, had a doctor's appointment, and they're not online today, and, you know, they may not be able to pick up this message sometime two or three days from now. So what I want to do, if we start on the 20th of June, all of us praying 49 days and pouring out your heart, not for yourself, but pouring out your heart for those that you have injured, pouring out your heart, asking God to bless the people that you've injured. And we're going to do it for 49 days. So though I said it the last time we were together, and you can, you can pray now, you can do it now, but it, the, the official 49 days of praying for people that you have injured, things that you've done wrong, things that you still feel guilty about after all these years, you still feel guilty about all of that. And you don't know what to do. You feel bad. You feel sad about it. Well, I'm getting ready. To, we're getting ready to get rid of that. We're getting ready to get rid of that burden. Come on to me. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We're getting ready to get rid of that burden. But we're gonna start on the 20th of June. So everybody will be doing, it, and then we're gonna go 49 days. Now, next time I get together, I'll tell you when that when it shall end. But every day, once a day, you make sure that you pray. To, be, to get to, to lose your guilt. 
Because you can still be forgiven, and God has forgotten about it. God doesn't hold it against you, but you're holding it against yourself. You got to stop that. You got to stop that. And one of the ways you get to see, Lord, he done walked, Jesus done forgave you, and he done gone on about his business with you. But you're still holding on to that. So the Lord sent me here to, I need recruits. We, listen, the Lord needs people that are fierce for righteousness, that are hungry and thirsting for righteousness, and that are listening to me preach and are ready to not stand up, especially people in their 60s, their 70s, and their 80s, and their 90s. I said people in their 60s, their 70s, their 80s, and their 90s. The Lord wants to recruit you. And some of y'all been carrying 30, 40, 50 years of guilt. And Lord has forgiven you. You got you to work this thing out through the 49 days of prayer. You got to do that. So the other thing is, and I'm going to wrap up because I got to talk to you about this, this crystal here. Uh, but the other thing that you need to do is that you need to look at some of the things that you did, not so much maybe to people, but maybe to, maybe to people as well, and then do the opposite and do that. You know, I, you know I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. You know why I preach so hard about a righteous man? Because I was a stomped down wicked man. You know what I'm saying? I know what being a wicked man is. I know. I know. I know. I I, I preach so hard against it because I hey, righteousness. What's wrong with man? Righteousness. Why? Because you should see me when I was out there. Wickedness. 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 You should have seen me. And sometimes it takes a big time sinner like me. Really get out there. People who ain't who skirted around the corners ain't never really done nothing. They've been goody two shoes all their life. Well, they're gonna always tell you that Jesus is good and he loves everybody. So they're goody two shoes themselves. But I can tell you something. And you know, I I, I talked to the Lord. I said, Lord, you know, well, you you let me go out there and do all this stuff to people and everything, robbing and stealing out people, breaking in people's houses, you know, deserting my children. I tell you, the other thing is too, you know. I, I love the children. I have. Let me tell you something. I'll feed. I believe God will give me the power to feed every child in Harlem and Bronx, South Bronx, and Fort Greene and Bed Stuy every day. I believe God will give it because I got the love in my heart to do it. Because I didn't take care of my own children. You see what I'm saying? So I'm doing just the opposite now. I'm feeding other people's children. Because I didn't feed my own at the right time. No, I didn't. No, mm, I have to tell you. No, I've got to tell you. Now, everybody knows it. If you don't know it, you should know it. But I thought I re- would remind you. That's why I do what I do now. And so some of y'all looking at me, well, you've been worse than me. And some of y'all are worse than I am. But I got rid of that guilt. That's right. I would take the shirt off my back. I would give away anything because I stole so much. You know, 
I'll, I'll, I'll give away cars. I'll give away mink coats. I'll give away gold. I'll give away, you know, I, money. I, I'll give it. You, you don't get next to me. Don't, and don't, don't get, cause I'll give it away. I'm telling you, I, I'll, I'll give it away because I stole so much. I come, I give now. I stole so much. But the, the thing I, thing I want you to know is that the more I give, the more I receive. And I don't do it just to receive, you know, mind you. I don't do it just to receive. But I stole so much. I'll give anything. I just, if you don't, if you want, if you, if you want to keep it, don't, don't let me get anywhere near because I'm going to give it away. So I want, I'm not through with that. I, I'm not through with that, but I want to, I want to say that you're going to come through this. And, and some of y'all, the Lord want to give you some keys. Some of y'all, the Lord want to give you some keys. Now, he gave Peter the keys to the kingdom. But he want to give you keys to power. To help up, but only if you're going to help other people. Only if you're going to help other people. Only if you're going to help other people. And only if you know how to give back. So, all right, we're not starting to the 20th of June. I can't hardly wait. Well, you can pray now. Go back in your closet. We want to do 49 days together. By the way, I think Sister Lynette White is waiting for the audio people to send her the seven teachings of I am teaching. I think that's what she's waiting for. And we're going to try to get them to her as soon as possible. But um, the Lord wanted to give some of y'all some keys. There's some positions open. Now listen to me very carefully. There's some positions open in the kingdom of God. There's some anointings that not that have not, that there's some anointings that God is holding in his hand. But he don't want to put it on a guilty person. You don't want to put it on a guilty person. Don't want to put it on a person who's afraid to step forward. You know, you could say, Pastor, man, you, you got a lot of nerve. You know that you gangster, you lying, criminal, breaking into people's houses, running up down the street, deserting your family, then you're trying to tell everybody else what to do. Yeah. Yeah. You got a lot of nerve, Pastor Manning. Well, I, I, you know, God is looking for people who he wants to put an anointing on who's not ashamed of their past. They're not ashamed. And they're not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you got rid of that guilt. And I understand. I understand that guilt. I understand. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, there are those out there that you want to anoint the way you anointed me. And you don't find that, that they're too old, too weak, or too sick. And they ain't got nothing to do with the anointing. And the, the anointing itself will move that out their lives. But Jesus let them know that they have been forgiven. Been washed. Been washed in the blood of Calvary. Been washed. Don't be afraid or ashamed of their past. Though people are tattlers and backbiters and like to tell this, that, and the other. And then finally, Lord, I want to pray for those who in their youth and in their foolishness, in their foolishness and in their youth, participated 
in a homosexual act. I want to, I want to especially cover them. I, James David Manning, want to cover them. I want to cover them in prayer as I now take a stand against one of the most evil forces that have ever walked on planet Earth in organization. I want to take a stand against it, and I want to cover them, and I don't want them to feel guilty. I don't want them to feel guilty. I don't want them to feel guilty. I think that we want to call this the Remnant Williams prayer. Remnant Williams got caught up in homosexuality when he was five years old. He was almost near 50 before he was able to break free all them years in bondage to that disease, that in bondage to that flesh, in bondage. But he broke free. Remnant Williams prayer. That's what I want to pray. No, you don't have to be ashamed anymore. You don't have to feel guilty anymore. And you can step out of the shadows and into the marvelous light of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in your name, Jesus, we pray and give thanks. Amen and amen. All right, I, uh, I want to do more teaching on that, but I have to turn a corner right now. I can't even take a break right now because my time is so limited here today. Uh, what I want to be able to do is that I want to tell you why um, we have been using the New York Times, right? And uh, all the young people in school, see your pictures on the, uh, Naomi, see your picture in the New York Times, see that? All that, Ziva, 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 see your picture there in the New York Times. You're in the New York Times, and you didn't commit a crime. All these children in Harlem are now in the New York Times. They done nothing? <laughs> Lord have mercy. Tell me about the power of the outlaw church. Whoa! Lord have mercy. Got our children in the New York Times. <laughs> and it wasn't done by some politician either. Then, of course, we got a bunch of other students over there. With one of those photos, they were over there in China at Tiananmen Square going back a few years ago. And then we got the Alahami family there. Then we got the breakfast table. Got a group photo. And the elders praying in the New York Times. Ain't that nothing? In the New York Times, for crying out loud, Lord have mercy, Jesus. Lord have mercy. You say, well, Pastor, uh, Pastor Manny, why are you spending so much money? You know, that, that's a, they tell me you got to have $100,000 to get a full page in the New York Times. Well, let me say something to you. Um, no media is covering this foreclosure. They're keeping it under wraps. Now, years ago, I, if I took a, if I sneezed, there'd be four or five microwave trucks outside and reporters with microphone want to stick them in my face and ask me, why did I sneeze? And that went on for years. But there's not been a peep nor a squeak. They're not covering it. And the reason why they're not covering it is because they don't want it to get out because they know it's an awful, horrible thing that they're doing. I don't think even the media realized that Judge Kahn, Francis A. Kahn, who showed enough ain't no St. Francis of Assisi, Francis A. Kahn III ordered our church sold at auction, shutting down the breakfast program, the kindergarten through 12th grade school, the homeless shelter, and, and, the, and, and awarding the Mellon Bank, a white shoe bank, $3.1 million and a windfall profit. I don't think that, you know, I don't think even my enemies believe that that was right. 
And that Judge Khan actually did it. That he didn't try to make us sit down in a room and work it out. He didn't even try to, he didn't even ask us to sit down in the room and work it out. He just said, sell the church, shut it down. So we have to go to the New York Times, and they're reading it. It's in their full page. And it's not going to be the only time. We're going back again. <laughs> Nearly all the money we've raised so far is going to the New York Times. And it's worth it. Trust me, it's worth it. Trust Pastor Man, it's worth it. It's worth it. Because the judges and the people are going to, Mellon Bank and everybody are going to see what's going on. Now, I also want to say, they, because they're afraid of the truth, they're not covering. They're not coming up and asking me questions. They're not talking about how awful it is. But I, I want to I, I want to say to you that um, we are filing a, an appellate brief of what Judge Khan has done, and our appellate brief clearly states, according to statutory law, that he abused his power, that it was abusive what Judge Francis A. Khan did. It was abusive. But in the meantime, we need to raise $3.1 million to protect ourselves. And I want to go over what we refer to as the guessing, the giving and blessing plan. I want to help you understand. Now, this, uh, this is beautiful. I'll tell you, this is so beautiful. This is crystal, pure crystal and pure brass. See that? that that's pure brass. That's pure crystal. This thing is just so beautiful. Now, Sister Charlene Humphrey, Humphrey, uh, the LGBT crowd call us just a hunchback. <laughs> I shouldn't even acknowledge that. Gave us this lamp along with four other crystal, four or five other crystal lamps. But this is the biggest one. And you know, I showed you a lamp the other day, the beautiful tapestry one, right? With the beautiful curtains on the, on the had curtains around the lampshade. I showed you that one. And uh, so both of these are going, I, I may be getting ahead of myself. I haven't talked the Sabbath about this, right? But I'm going to get ahead of myself and go and say, for $1,000, you can have this. Now, we still got the one I told you before, the tapestry one with the beautiful colors. We're still here. Nobody's ordered it as of yet. Nobody said, well, I'll give $1,000 for it. But And you say, well, Pastor Man, that may not be worth $1,000. I think it's worth a whole lot more than $1,000, quite frankly. But you're giving. Remember now, because we're going to be putting our a Bethelite Worldwide Marketplace up. We're going to be everywhere. You're going to see it everywhere. Um, that the prices do not necessarily ref reflect the market value. The prices reflect the fact that you're giving a gift to the church and we're giving you something in return. So the giving and blessing plan. So anybody want this beautiful crystal lamp, give us $1,000 and it's yours. Now, it may be worth more than that. I may be oversporting my Smitty here today, but it's Okay. It's all right. It's all right. I'll have to have Sabbath check out both the tapestry one and this crystal one. And we have other crystal ones, but not as big as this one. So let me go over the giving plan. Get a pencil and paper. I'm going to give you a moment or so to get yourself a, a pen and paper. Or if you can go to your computer or your phone or whatever it is, go to your notepads or whatever it is. I want you to write down this because this is both the giving and the blessing plan. Now, if you want to be able to, uh, brother, if they're pastors, listen to me, and I know that they are because the pastor gave us a parcel of land down in uh, Tennessee the other day, and it caused another woman to want to give us a house as well. So uh, I know that pastors listen to me, but the pastors and, 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 and employee, employers and leaders and fathers, if you want to be blessed, like, like and, and everybody, just members of the outlaw church and 
all the members walking around outside the church, seeing all these things come into church. If you want to be blessed like Pastor Manning, then you got to learn how to do work to both giving and the blessing plan. If you want to be blessed like Pastor Manning. And I'll tell you this as well. I've never felt stronger as a preacher and a pastor. I've never felt as strong as I feel now as a preacher and a pastor. I tell you what's come over me. I tell you the absolute truth that God has let me sense him, his nearness through this foreclosure procedure. I've never felt stronger. And I feel good, too. These are the best days of my ministry. Anyway, so I want to say here's how y'all can give. I want to try to get, so you get get a pencil and paper and write this down. And um, you can give on a monthly basis on a monthly basis for the next year, on a monthly basis every month for the next year, that you can give $21 if that's what you have, or $33 on a monthly basis if that's what you have, or $40, or $49, or $70, or $120, or $490, or $700 and beyond. Now, if you want to give this on a weekly basis, let's say, for instance, $21. You say, well, that's, that's only like 4 or $5 a month. I'm going to, I'll give $21 per week. That's fine. But I'm just putting it down there where some people who, you know, they can handle it. You know, people, people like Brother Holnaker gives like $490 a week sometimes, you know. So you may want to give this on a week. You may want to give $70, $120 a week. But at the very least, make a commitment. Make a commitment right now that you're going to be blessed, that you're going to, you're going to feel the strength, and you're going to save the Outlaw Church through this commitment of either weekly or um, monthly. And if you won't, just call the church and ask for a, a group of envelopes, and we'll send you a whole parcel of envelopes so you can mail every week or every month. $21, $33, $40, $49, $70, $120, $490, $700, and beyond. That's one of the giving plans. Now, the other giving plan, if you got that written down, I'll give you a moment to settle. The other giving plan is this, is the, called the Jericho First Fruit offering. Now in the book of Joshua chapter 6 verse 19, God told Joshua that all the gold, all the silver, all the brass, all the goodly things that were in the city of Jericho when they shouted on that seventh day on the seventh time and the wall of Jericho fell down flat, God told Joshua that all that gold and silver belonged in the treasury of the Lord. In the treasury of the Lord is where that gold and silver belong. It's called the first fruit. Now, every other city they could take on their own. Every other city. But as you see right there, God said, they shall come all the gold, all, all the silver, all the gold, all the vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. It's called the first fruit offering. And they shall come into the treasury of the Lord. Well, now, the first fruit offering means that you want to give the first paycheck of this year to the Lord. That's first fruit. You say, well, Pastor Manning, we're in the month of June. We're six months. We'll give you starting this week, starting the next paycheck you get, 
give that entire paycheck as the first fruit offering. Now, there are a whole lot of verses regarding the first fruit offering. And some of y'all have heard me say this before. You want to be blessed? Do you want to be blessed? Do you want to have power? Do you want to have, do you want to walk in godly power? Do you want to be blessed? Then that, don't let this, don't deny this truth. It's God's word. It's God's word. The first fruit offering and the tithe. It's God's word. Oh, by the way, in the giving and blessing plan, you're going to give that $21 or $33 a weekly or monthly. That's after you do your tithe. This is just called an offering. You got to do your tithe no matter what you're going to do. You got to do your tithe no matter what you want to do. Let me tell you this. If everybody listening to me right now would tithe to this ministry, we would be as a collection and group of people, some of the most blessed, powerful, anointed people in America. If they would just, and I'm going to stay with you. I know y'all, you know, you, you can't, you know, you've been in church for a very long time and you haven't done it and you, you don't, you know, but I'm going to stay with you. I'm not going to give up on you. If we would all, if y'all would all tithe, you'd be the wealthiest, blessed homeowners, business owners, wisdom, health, and navel in your navel through the tithe and the first fruit offering. But I'm going to, we, so we have outlined this, and then when, uh, when Captain David Lewis put this up on the screen, he'll put it up with the numbers as a, as a, uh, of the uh, blessing plan, and, and then there'll be the, the Jericho first fruit blessing plan as well. All right, and that, that's when you give your, give your first paycheck. And since we're in the middle of the year, well, the next paycheck you get next week, give that entire paycheck to the outline ministry for our foreclosure and for God's blessings upon your life. That's plan number two. Now, plan number three is the blood of Jesus and his cross. Uh, the blood of Jesus is Lord and the cross. The blood of Jesus and the Lord's cross. Now you can give to that. You can give to that uh, blessing plan. You can give to all three of these. You can give to just one, or you can subscribe to all three. For instance, Brother Amen Springfield today sent an offering in the middle of the week. Uh, now he's a tither. He tithes every week, Brother Amen Springfield. But he sent an offering today. I saw it come up uh, on the blood of Jesus. Remember, I was teaching some time ago about if the, if the LGBTQ community take this church, they're going to take down that cross out there. Uh, they're, on, on, uh, they're going to take that cross down. They don't want that cross out there. They're going to take it down. And on that announcement board, it says the blood of Jesus and the cross of Jesus, and they're going to bring it to the ground. They're going to tear it down. They're going to bulldoze it over. And we can't let them take down the cross. We can't let them do that. Brother Amen Springfield spent a couple of hundred dollars a day uh, just for the blood of justice. He tithes every week and gives offerings too, you know. But he sent that today. So we got these three offerings, right? The giving and blessing, the, uh, the, the, the numerical number on a weekly or monthly basis, 21 to $700 to $1,000 or more per month, every month for the next 12 months, the 12-month blessing plan. Then we got the Jericho first fruit uh, offering and blessing plan, right? And then we got the blood of Jesus, and we got the blood of Jesus as Lord and his cross. 
blessing plan as well. You can give, and you can do it whatever you can give once a month in any of these statutes, or you can give to all three of them any time during the week you want. Any time you just feel like I just want to give right now. It's in the middle of the week. I pay. I gave my tithes this past Saturday, but I want to. I, I'm, it's it's Tuesday. I want to give something now to the Lord. Let me give something. I gave my first fruit offering the first time I've ever done that. I gave my first fruit offering, but let me give something to the blood of Jesus because I don't want them taking down that cross. Praise God. And so I also want to let you know that um, we are um, going to start an online uh, Bethelite worldwide. Now, Bethelite is our parent company, uh, church rather. Uh, We're going to start an online marketplace. It'll be up shortly. They're all working very uh, fiercely to get it up and things like this. We're going to put hundreds of items online that you can buy, just go right there and click and load into your cart and, and make the payment, and we'll ship it to you. we got books. We've got chinaware. We've got furnishings, sofas, rocking chairs. We've got, what else? We've got jewelry. Uh, we got a ton of stuff that we're going to put online. And um, so that will be up shortly. I want you to know that. Now, again, I want to thank Sister White of Alabama, of Leesburg, Alabama, for giving us the $10,000 so I can put the ring back on my finger. But I'm not going to put it back on until Saturday in the pulpit on Father's Day. All right? I'm going to put it on on Father's Day. That's when I'm going to put it on. And, uh, uh, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to God that, uh, that she did that um, now, Mr. Engineer, I don't know, do I? Do we have a cop of, of, of video of my uh, cross and chain? Do we have that? Because I, I said I was going to uh, put my uh, chain, my cross and chain in pawn for $20,000. Now, it's not worth $20,000, but I want to get a loan, right? Now, Sister White gave me the $10,000. I put my ring in, uh, on, in, in pawn online. I pawned it. And she gave me the ten thousand dollars. I'm gonna put it back on. I took it. I'm taking it out of pawn because she gave it to me. But this is my cross and chain. This thing might weigh about heavy, about five pounds. It's, it's all gold. Got some diamonds on the cross, and I want to pawn it for twenty thousand dollars. If somebody will make a loan to me or twenty thousand dollars, when I get back on my feet, I'll, I'll I'll ask you to send me back my cross, and I'll give you your twenty thousand dollars. And now, if you want a little interest, I'll put a little something on the side. But I need to, I need money to to pay uh, to stop this foreclosure, and I've taken off, you know, I've taken off my, my stuff that I have. But anyone will make a loan. I want a pawn. That's mine. I've had it for years and years and years. It's been in my around my neck. I sleep with it. I wherever I go, it goes with me for years. When I preach, it's been there. But I've taken it off to put it there to borrow twenty thousand dollars. Somebody let me have twenty thousand dollars. Somebody let me have $20,000, and I'll pay you back. I say, Pastor, man, are you putting on a super big? Listen, man, I got to raise the money. What do you want me to do, try to be cute? No, we got to raise the money. And I'll tell you, like that pastor said down there in, in Tennessee the other day, he said, he said Pastor, I'm going to give you this property because what I want other people to see, I'm giving it to you, and other people will feel uh, that they want to give as well. And so somebody else may say, well, let me let me." I got something I'm not using. I got some gold. Let me send it up there to pastor. Let me sell some gold and send them some money. 
we need to raise the funds. I can't let these people take down this cross. I can't let that happen. And I also had two gold coins. I, I, I had two uh, 24 carat, $20, $20 gold pieces. I put them up. I got a lot of stuff that we've been putting up. Um, and I said we wanted to ask people to give, give us, what, I think 5000 or $10,000 for those gold coins. Now, the stock market is going up. I, I may take some of this gold off the market right now because the stock market is going up. When the market goes up and the, the gold, when the market goes down, rather, so the stock market going up. Pardon me, pardon me, pardon me, pardon The stock market is going down. And when the market goes down, gold prices skyrocket. And uh, there are two pieces of gold I want to show you right there. There's a silver, uh, Liberty, Lady Liberty, that's a silver coin, the, the dollar there. But those two gold pieces, that's pure gold. Pure, we still got them. We still got them. And uh, so if you want to make a loan to me of $10,000, I'll be delighted to uh, to pay you back when I get on my feet and you give me back my gold. But I use that gold as collateral. Or you, if you want to say, well, Pastor, I'll buy it from you. Then, I, you know, I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. And then I've got the John Coltrane saxophone. Now, I put it out there on the market the other day for $1,000, $100,000, remember? I put it out there on the market the other day for $100,000. But make me an offer. Make me an offer. I'll come down. You know, I'm not rigid. I'll come down. That, there it is. That's John Coltrane's saxophone. Make me an offer if you want John Coltrane's saxophone. All right? Make me an offer. And I, I should be able to, uh, uh, to come down. And uh, Now listen. But I'll tell you this, my friends. I have never felt. Now, I have, this, this ain't no joke. This is a battle for the soul of the mission of Christ, for the blood of Jesus that I'm in right now. This ain't no joke. Fighting the devil. But I can tell you this, I've never felt this powerful as I feel now. Do you realize talking to Evangelist Brown now, do you realize we have posted up two ads in the New York Times? Do you realize, uh, Sister Bennett, that our children's picture is front and center in the, the world premier New York Times? We got a picture of Ziva and Naomi and our young people in the New York Times? all over the world that we are doing that? <laughs> that that's what's happening with our church? I mean, come on, everybody. Come on. No, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're going to fight this battle, and we're going to win. This is so, I tell you, this is so powerful. Such a blessing. And I, again, I put it here because I, not so much to, I've asked people to help us. Maybe some people help raise, give, give some money. They always do. But mainly I want to alert the world, especially the legal society and politicians, what they're trying to do to us up here in Harlem. I want to be able to do that. Let's go to the Lord and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these three plans that of, of the monthly or weekly to monthly giving plans and for the the Jericho first fruit offering plan and for the uh for the uh the blood of Jesus is Lord cross 
as well. And for everybody who's made a decision today, I want to stand in covenant agreement. I want to touch and agree that blessings shall befall them for making a commitment to make a monthly or weekly contribution to save our church and to save our ministry and to protect these beautiful children and our breakfast program. And in your name, Jesus, I pray and give thanks. We'll pray we'll get back to our teaching about, about guilt and not being worthy. Let the people know that you're calling them. You're calling them up higher. You're calling them in their 60s and their 70s and their 80s and their 90s. You're calling them to come up higher. Come up hither. Come up hither. Come up hither. Come up higher. No longer ashamed or afraid or shamefaced or embarrassed. For the Lord has washed and made you whole. Say no longer, I am weak. But because the Lord has made you strong. Say no longer, I am poor. But because of the blessing plans of God, you can say you are rich. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah and amen. now is is to give truth a chance. All I've ever told anybody is the truth. Now, just because you didn't understand it doesn't mean it's not true. And I'm asking people to give truth a chance.
every time you turn around, it just don't seem to stop. When you're ready to move far beyond that same old dance, all you gotta do is listen, yeah, and give truth a chance. I'm here because I am a roaring lion crying out, Righteousness! Welcome everybody to the Manning Report. I am Manning, the quintessential American, broadcasting from our studio located in our church building. And our church building is located in the community formerly known as Harlem. But God Almighty has changed the name of this community to Uplot. That's what God said, the land where the people shall walk barefoot because the land is holy ground. How is everybody doing? Look at those blue skies we got behind us. Um, beautiful out there. I, I, I think we're, Brother Miller, Eric, is out in Indiana. They're knocking on the door of 100 plus degrees out there in that region yesterday and they got a heat wave going on, and probably not as bad down there with Sister Angela Kane, but uh, with also Brother Munez out in San Bernardino, California. Have you heard about the Yellowstone Park has been closed because of flooding in the park? You know, Yellowstone Park, park the whole thing sits on top of a volcano. You know that, right? It's, and the whole thing could, you know, just explode and blow everybody to smithereens. Yellowstone Park, it's a volcano, for crying out loud. And you can, if you go there, there are hot ashes and bubbling springs, and they got old faithful, the geyser that every 45 minutes decides to spew up water out of the ground. That's a, It's fascinating. That's been going on for years. But now there's flooding out there, so I wonder how that's going to change the, the dynamics of the park because it was never a very stable ground anyway. It's top of a doggone volcano is what Yellowstone is. Anyway, everybody, great news today. If you're wondering why this is here, I'm going to talk about it a little bit later on. So don't let it bother you. Don't let it worry you. But it's a beautiful crystal. This is beautiful crystal, a beautiful crystal lamp. Look at it, ain't it something? With a brass base to it, given to us by Sister Charlene Humphrey. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later on. Remember the other day I had another, the tapestry, beautiful tapestry uh, uh, lamp. This thing is beautiful. This crystal is heavy. It'll give you a hernia if you try to pick it up. If you ever, if you decide you want this, and make sure you send a strong man to get it because it'll give you a hernia if you try to pick it up. But uh, no, so I'll get to this. So don't let it worry you. It's, it's here. Don't let it bother you. Just keep focused on me. All right. But I want to say today we're very excited about the fact that we've placed our second ad in the New York Times. We're very excited about that. And uh, we are, it says that the historical Harlem Bethelite Community Baptist Church, now that is our parent church. That's the church that out of Atla Ministry, which is the evangelistic arm of the Bethelite Community Baptist Church. Uh, Atla is an evangelist, so that's our parent church, if you don't mind. But it says that the church is on death row wrongly convicted of owing $36,000 taxes to New York City. 
And uh, it goes on to explain. But as you can see, there it's got our children um, in uh, there. And Mr. Engineer, if you'll flip it to the next side. Our children are now featured in the New York Times. There are people who could live a thousand lifetimes and their picture would never get in the New York, the New York Times, the most premier, the most powerful newspaper on planet Earth, the New York Times. And yet there we are, our students, our elders, our young people, our trip to China, our breakfast program. In the New York Times. Now, I need to tell you why we're doing this. We're doing this because with this tragedy that's going on, this unconscionable tragedy of Judge Francis A. Kahn III ordering the sale of our church. He didn't ask us to sit down with the the bank, Mellon Bank, and try to work something out, work out a payment plan or something. He just said, sell the church, close down the breakfast program. Close down the K through kindergarten, K through 12th grade, high school. Judge Khan, that's the, the shorter fellow with the blue shirt, did not ask us to try to work things out. He just says, and, and selling the church, giving the Mellon Bank $3.1 million uh, in a windfall profit. And I don't think, I, I think people in the legal profession uh, can't believe that. And, but the media is not coming up to cover us, so we've had to go to the New York Times ourselves. That's very pricey. It has cost us a lot of money to do this, but we got to do it. Trust me, it's worth it because we got to get this word out. We can't let this be done quietly uh, in a corner that they just take this building and, and nobody puts out an outcry. And so we wanted to put the item out there praying and some people call up and give us offerings as a result of that where we give God the praise, but we want this to be known. This is not, so we're going to have to go back to the New York times. And I have to tell you, I want to thank almighty God. His name is Jesus that he has given us an opportunity because you know, they don't have to take our money. They can say, we don't want your information. We don't want the pictures of your children and our, and our New York times. We don't want you Harlem people in our New York time. But God has given me favor. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, everybody. God, God, his name is Jesus, has given me favor. And uh, I want to say this as well, that the Lord has chosen me for this battle. This is the battle that God has chosen. God didn't want me fighting it two years ago, three years ago, five years ago. God has chosen the battle for this time. I want to tell you that. I want to tell you that. And he's chosen me uh, for this time. And so uh, I, I the, the, so we're now in the New York Times. I don't know. I mean, any paper, a church that could get in the New twice. You know, when I see our pictures of our children and they can ha- carry this to, to, the, to, to, to their old age. We were in the New York Times. Our Pastor Manning put our picture in the New York Times and we had not committed any crimes, not done anything wrong. He put our picture in the New York Times as a praying people. That's powerful. Lord knows you can say whatever you want to say, but you got to agree that God is with us. You got to agree that God is with us. So I wanted, I wanted to be able to share that with you. This is uh, our way of saying to the world this wrong that has been done. Now we're going to find the money. It's a lot of money. Three million dollars is a lot of money. But we're praying that at a little bit later on in the broadcast, I'll tell you how you can give, how you can financially support. 
But praise Almighty God, we're gonna we're gonna pay the money. But it's gonna be a battle. It's it is gonna be a battle. But I am the leader, I'm the general manning, I'm I'm the I'm the five star general leading this march for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm leading this battle for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm a and I am not gonna be defeated. You understand that? And we are not going to be defeated. We are not gonna be defeated. You see, if we need it, if all we need is money to stop this. If all we need is money to stop this, then we can't be defeated. <laughs> we can get that. <laughs> we can get that. Now, we don't have it, and we're $3 million away from it. But we can get that. See, if it depended on the anointing or if it depended on the Holy Ghost or if it depended on, you know, righteousness, that we, and we didn't, have, we didn't have the anointing, we didn't have righteousness, we didn't have the Holy Ghost, and if you don't have that, you can't get that. But we got we 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 got those. We, we, if all that, if all they're asking for us is for money, or oh, we'll give it to them. Now we don't have it, but we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it, and I'm leading this battle. God chose me for this for the, before the foundation of the world. God chose me as a son of Harlem. All the other sons of Harlem are gone. Adam Powell is gone. Marcus Garvey is gone. Father Divine is gone. Malcolm X is gone. They're all gone. All of them. They're dead. The churches have been t- burned down, t- t- torn down, bulldozing over. People don't even remember Joseph. People don't even remember Harlem. I'm the last son of Harlem. I'm the last son of Mother Harlem. I'm the last son of Mother Harlem. God chose me to come after all the others. God chose me. God chose me to come. God chose me to come after and to set this in order. Set this community to Harlem in order. I was handpicked for this battle years ago. Handpicked for this battle years ago. And so we are, we, if, if all they want is money, if they want $5 million, we'll give them five. Go with it. We'll, we'll, the people have got it. We'll give it to them. We'll give it to them. But we're going to win this battle because we have the anointing. We have the Holy Ghost. We have the righteousness and truth. We have, and we have the, more importantly, we have got the word of God. We have got the word. We've got the word of God. And when you got God's word, you got more than enough. When you got God's word, when you got God's word, when you got God's word, you've got more than enough. You've got more than enough. When you got God's word, when you've got God's word, when you've got God's word, You've got more than enough, more than enough. When you've got God's word, when you've got God's word, and we got it. When you've got God's word, you've got more than enough. Praise God. Praise God. So we're in the New York Times a second time. And I may decide to go to USA Today and the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, I, I may decide to do that. I have to let the Lord lead me. Now, I'm not going to get out there on my own and do that, of course. But we'll see. Thank God for all of you who have given. Tell Sister Lynette White, I'm going to put my ring on back on my finger come this Sabbath, Father's Day, in the pulpit. I'm going to put my ring back on. It's going to be a glorious time. By the way, you, you, uh, you need to come to Saturday worship. You've got to see uh, online. you got to see what's going to happen Saturday. It's going to be something. Lord knows it's going to be something. 
At any rate, let's go to the Lord and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. When you've got God's word, when you've got God's word, when you've got God's word, you've got more than enough. And right now, Jesus, there are people who are feeling the spirit, the Holy Ghost. They're feeling the connection to the Holy Ghost. They feel the power. They feel the power of the Holy Ghost. But it isn't just the Holy Ghost that they're feeling. They're feeling the power of God getting ready to pour out a financial blessing on them. The Lord is, 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 has organized and orchestrated a, fi- a major financial blessing upon them to bless them that they might bless his house. That blessing is coming. That, that, that financial blessing that you felt when I was singing that song, when I was praising God with his word and, 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 and praising God to put the picture of our young children in the New York Times, God has put together a blessing, a financial blessing. God's put to show the world we can do the New York Times and we can do the New York Times. Certainly, we can do whatever, we, whatever it needs to be done and we don't have to beg anybody to do it. So thank you, Lord God Almighty, for that rhema word. Thank you for that, that word of knowledge right now about what you're doing to the people that listen to me. And in your name, Jesus, we pray and give thanks. Amen, amen. All right, everybody, hold tight. I'll be right back. Let me just say this. I, I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm not a Democrat. Definitely ain't that. I'm not a Republican. Sure enough, Stomp Don't ain't that. I'm not a liberal. Ain't gonna never be. Uh, and I'm not a conservative. I'm, I'm not that. I'm not a red boy or a blue boy. I'm the Lord's servant. I Listen, I'm not here in support of Joe Biden and Camelback ain't Black Harris. I, the last thing on the planet Earth would be uh, I'd be supporting them. I'm not. I don't have anything kind to say about them. I'm not here in support of Trump or any of the Trump supporters. I'm not. I'm the Lord's servant. I ain't on nobody's side. I'm on the Lord's side. Let's be clear. All right, they'll be calling me a Biden supporter and I don't flip the wig and this, that, and the other. I did endorse Trump. I'll admit that I did, but not now. Yes, this message is for Honorable James Manning. I just watched his um, stream from 12 hours ago, and he talks about how the black people or black men never build anything. Well, I'm here to tell you, he has. He's built a temple from here, from earth up to heaven. And there's no, I don't think there's any scientist or engineer or anything like that uh, that can say that they've done what James Manning has done. So he is the one black man that has done more than any of them. He's done more than Martin Luther King. As much as I love Martin Luther King, he didn't reach the people that Mr. James Manning reached because Dr. James Manning has reached so many people through YouTube itself um, all over the world. And... He has built something that will never be moved, will never be shaken. And what he has done, God just shines upon him, and he respects God and Christ. And you look at a lot of these churches that have been taken over by false preachers, and I think they were injected into the churches to destroy the church and to destroy the faith uh, so that people will not believe in God or Christ anymore. And that is the goal. And he keeps fighting them. And I respect him. And I tell you, God respects him and Christ respects him. And he has built a tower, a a concrete tower, a golden tower, whatever you want to call it, that reaches from earth to heaven. And he has saved so many people and touched so many people's lives. And 
he will be greeted when he crosses over one day. And his wife has helped him, been right there with him. So she gets credit too. Um, and by the most beautiful um, people he could ever imagine, ever. I don't think, he, you know, but anyways, he's a wonderful man. And he is the one man that has built more than any of them, any of them. And, and they cannot sit there and, you know, they all march around in front of the cameras and everything and, you know, trying to be like Martin Luther King. But Mr. Manning is actually bigger than Martin Luther King. So I just wanted to say that and tell him how much we love him and appreciate him. And and I'm sure that God does and Christ does as well. Thank you. Have a good day. I'm here because I am a roaring lion crying out, Roar! All right, so I need to inform you that we are in the tribulation. Um, uh, and that, that was spoken of by the Lord Jesus Christ in the first century. And a few moments before his departure, his uh, uh, going to the cross of Calvary and shedding that great detergent blood that cleanses all humanity, he said that things will grow worse. While there will be a group of people called out, that will honor him, will be washed in his blood, that will be anointed by him, that will be filled with the Holy Ghost from heaven itself, will have the power to put down angels and devils and Satan and dragons and snakes. But humanity itself will wax wicked, more wicked with each growing day. And he said there will come a time where he will call humanity uh, his world to account in what is known as a tribulation where he will start the process of destroying creation itself. He will start the process of destroying creation. It's called the tribulation. And I want to inform you that you were in it. Now, you probably heard about the tribulation. Most of y'all have been around, the listener may have been around the church, so you know about it. Matthew's gospel, the Jesus narrative. But the thing I want to update you on is that do not take sides of Democrats or Republicans. Now, I know many of you are dyed-in-the-wool conservatives and uh, listen to me and you, you know, you're right-wing and you, uh, you know, you're America first. And I know that. I understand that. But I want to talk and I just talk to you. Just listen to me. You don't have to do what I say. Uh, but I'm here on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't take sides. See, because Jesus said that this was going to happen. He said there would be nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. He said it's going to happen. And he said it's going to happen because both of them is just as evil as each other. And he has set the matter up. And let me put it to you this way. This one's this, this going to, you know, be a little bit bumpy for you to hear this as well. But first came Obama, right, before the tribulation dropped full-throated. Full First came Obama and they called him a Messiah. The chosen one. One sent by God. But God called him the son of Satan. But first came Obama. A man wrote to me the other day and he said I, I was made a note about a video about our foreclosure action and what they're doing to us up here in Harlem, New York City. 
He sent a note said, well, that's what you get for abandoning Donald Trump. God has called him as today's apostle. He called, he said, Donald Trump is today's apostle sent by God, anointed by God. That's what the man said. Now, you see what I'm saying? But those two are fighting one another. Now, listen to me very careful. The house, the, 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 America has never been as divided, not even in the days of the Civil War. Even then, America was not divided. They fought for the state's rights. But listen to me very carefully. We're in the tribulation. Do not take sides. America, in the history of America, has never been as divided as she is now. You can call one group the Obama group with Black Lives Matter, with the progressive, with Alexander Ocasio-Cortez and Joe Biden and all that crowd. The LGBTQ, all that crowd, that's Obama, right? Then you get the other crowd, the Trump crowd. Now, listen to me very carefully. There has never, never been a division in America like we have now. The Trump crowd, the Make America Great Again crowd. And then under the Trump crowd, like it or not, you got a lot of white supremacist groups. You got the Proud Boys. You got the Oath Keepers. You got the Patriots Front. All of that under the Trump anointing. And you got Fox News and you got all of that, Tucker Carlson. See, you see, can't you see it now? See how clear it is? God's saying don't get involved with either one of them. God's against both of them. Don't you understand? We're in the tribulation. And we've got these, the servant of Satan and the son of Satan, leading a group against each other. So I'm here, I'm, I'm here, the Lord has sent me here. And all the events that you see going on, whether it be the January 6th committee hearing or whether it be the, the, the mass shootings or whether it be the LGBTQ getting a whole month to parade up and down the streets of America. Policemen making have to go and do extra duty to all these parades all over America. Gay pride, right? Right? That's the Obama crowd. Then, of course, you got, you know, the white supremacist crowd with, with Trump. You got the white supremacist with Trump, and you got the black supremacists with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Don't you see? God's against both of them. He's against all of them. Get out of it now and come to Jesus. Get out of it now and come to Jesus. Can't you see? Can't you see? We're in the tribulation. We're in the tribulation. And we got inflation prices going through the roof. By the way, I, you need to tell you that, you know, the corporates are also on the Trump side. Corporate America, Shell, ExxonMobil, Chevron, Valero, all the oil company, JB Meats, Cargill Meats, Tyson, all of that is on the Trump side. And they're making money hand over fist is what they're doing. So, you know, God sent me here now, you understand, to tell you that 
you, 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 need to, you need to leave both of them. You say, Pastor Manny, what, what's going to happen if I, you know, the, 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 the liberals, the Democrats, man, they're trying to make Kamala Harris president. You know what the hell going to be going on there? We got to stop her. No, brother, don't worry about her. Don't worry about her. Then you got the other crowd saying, well, you know, Trump's going to run again in 2024. This January 6th committee ain't going to do nothing to him. They, you know, they have Britain putting all this information out there, but ain't nobody going to do nothing. They go by, he's going to run again in 2024. Well, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Well, maybe Trump will run against Camelback A. Black Harris. That ought to be fun. He ran against Hillary Clinton. Right? But don't worry. Don't get, listen, listen, brother. God has sent me here to tell you, get out of it. Come to Jesus. Get out of it. Get, we're in the tribulation. Get out of it. And get out of it now. And get right with God. Things are, going, things are not going to get better, brothers. They're just not. You got hustlers and lies and bamboozlers and cheats and politicians and thieves and freaks. Everywhere you look. Everywhere you look. The rich getting richer. The poor getting poor. The sick getting sicker. Get out of it. We're in the tribulation. We're in the tribulation, my brother. Show sure up. That's right. Now, I have to tell you, both of these groups want to kill me. And I'm not, well, you know, say, so well, now I see why you're saying, no, that ain't the reason, my brother. That ain't the reason. No, that's not. I'm, the, I'm just here telling you that Jesus said that there would be nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Jesus said that. Mr. Engineer, pull up those verses from, uh, uh, from uh, uh, Matthew's Gospel. And Jesus didn't favor either one of them. Jesus didn't favor not one of these that Jesus favor. Wars. You should hear wars. Rumors of wars. You know, you got Zelensky and, and Putin over there. I'm not for either one of them. Because they are, they are here's, here's the thing. Thank you, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you. Here's the thing. Nobody's in control now of their own faculties. Listen to me. Will you listen to me? Donald Trump is not in control of his own faculties now. He's not in control of his own decision-making now. Joe Biden is not in control of his own faculties now, his own decision-making. Neither is Vladimir Putin or Zelensky or anybody else for that matter. We're in the tribulation, and they're all being controlled by God. They're being controlled by the word of God. They're being controlled by the prophecy of God. They cannot stand outside the prophecy of God and stop the wars, stop the rumors of wars, stop the tribulation. They can't do it. They have no more control of themselves than a little baby that just came out of their mother's womb. We're in the tribulation, I tell you, only the anointing of God. 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 They're not in control. You look at them and say, why don't they do this? Or why? He can't do it. You say, why don't they do this? Or why don't they? He cannot do it. God won't let him. He's under control to create wars, rumors of wars, famines, pestilences, inflation, school shootings. He's not in control anymore. 
He's not in control anymore. I guess I'm getting into my Bapticostal, you know, rhythm. But I, 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 I want you to know this. We're in the tribulation, my brother. Now, we are in a period of time that Jesus has so quickly referred to. And what he's doing, he's just going to destroy planet Earth. The only people left will be called the elect. Verse 20 and 21 of the same chapter says, if Jesus didn't shorten the days of the tribulation, even the elect would not be saved. He's going to kill off everybody. He's going to kill off everybody. The way he did in the days of Noah, he killed them all off except eight souls. He's going to kill off everybody else. He's going to kill them all. He's going to kill them all. Kill them all. He had enough of it. He's had enough of it. He's kill them all. But nobody's in control. You say, why don't the Democrats do this? And why don't Republicans do that? And why don't the oil company do this? They're not in control. They're under the power of the prophecy. They're not in control. And, and many of you are not in control either. You may have been assigned by God to go down to the pit with, with Obama or go down to the pit with Trump. You may have been assigned oh God, about, by God and God has not called you or selected you to come out of the pit. You're not, you, can't, you have no control of your faculties, faculties either. You'd wonder why. People are following Trump. Say, well, you know, to see what the man's done and everything. They can't leave him. They can't. They have no control of their faculty. A reasonable person will stand back and say, what on earth are they doing following Trump? They can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. God has given them over. And he, he is under the prophecy control. Me, of course, I'm the Lord's servant. You've heard me say it time and time again. I'm the Lord's servant. I'm God's servant. And I'm here with the word of God in my mouth, my brother. If you can get out, get out while the getting is good. But no point in taking side. Ain't no point in getting worried and getting all in a tizzing and being upset. And who's going to win this election? Who's going to win that? Don't even worry about it no more. Don't even worry about it no more. Don't mean nothing. Only God. He's coming. Jesus, he's coming back again, I tell you. Coming back again. And so, I'm feeling pretty good these days, I have to tell you that. Because he's made me go to war with all, with all the establishment. <laughs> I'm at war with the, I'm at war with Obama and Trump. I'm at war with all of them. I'm at war. <laughs> he's made me to go to war with all of them. I'm his representative. So I give God the praise. All right, I'm going to take a break, everybody. And uh, I'm going to have my, some of our young people uh, do a little song. We'll send this word down to Judge Francis A. Conn III. This is dedicated to Judge Francis A. Conn III and the Mellon Bank. Judge Francis A. Conn III and the Mellon Bank. Our young people got a word for you. Let it rip. <laughs> Yeah. 
We're going to tear your kingdom down. Yeah, Satan. We're going to tear your kingdom down. You've been building your kingdom all over Harlem. But Satan, we're going to tear your kingdom down. Yeah, Satan, I'm going to preach your kingdom down. Satan, I'm going to preach your kingdom down. You've been building your kingdom all the hollow. But Satan, I'm going to preach your kingdom down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Satan, I'm going to pray your kingdom down. Satan, I'm going to pray your kingdom down. You've been building your filthy kingdom all over this world. Satan, I'm going to pray your kingdom down. I'm here because I am a roaring lion crying out, Righteousness. Now, you may be wondering why this beautiful, 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 beautiful crystal lamp is here on my desk today. If you've been watching us for the last couple of weeks, you noticed I had a beautiful tapestry one on, on my desk a couple of weeks ago. We put this on, on our desk because I want you to know we want uh, to, to give this to anybody who will give us $1,000 to stop the foreclosure uh, of our church where we need to raise $3.1 million. And I want to say to you, you have got to help us because the LGBTQ group sent me a group of photos and a message to show us what they would do to this church building were they to take it in a foreclosure action. And I want the engineer to bring up the photos of the, um, the, of the, of the, of the building. As you can see there, if you just look at the top photo, that's a, our, you know, that's our altar there. That's my lectern where I stand and, as you can see, the marble background in the two seats that Elizabeth and I sit in. But what they have done, they've overlaid this. I got a picture of Jesus uh, helping poor people uh, on the wall, the back wall. But they've covered that over with the rainbow colors. Um, they've covered Jesus with rainbow colors. Uh, and by the way, every time somebody says I should have a black Jesus up there, you know better than the, rain, the LGBTQ who have colored him in rainbow colors, making him something that he's not. And but they now they put up Obama. Here's why: this is what they're gonna do to this building. You can't let them do it. You can't let them do it. You got to stop them. You got to help us. You gotta. You cannot sit there complacently and not do anything, because they they sent me this message to tell me this is what we're gonna do with that church if we get it, and we're gonna get it through the auction sale. Now they're not gonna get it because you're gonna help me, but they got LGBTQ written on the wall. 
They got Elizabeth sitting there with bars in front of her. They got two men kissing uh, two at the altar. That's what they said they're going to do. That's what they, you can't let them do this. You can't, I don't care what you say or think about me. My brother and my sister, if you sit there and let them do this, if you sit there and let them do this, I don't know what to say about you. But you know, Mr. Engineer, puff, blow it up again. They've got, you see that lectern, that marble lectern there. I had that, I had that marble lectern where you see Jesus. I had that specially built. I have a, a, an Italian artisan who was a marble worker. Took several months to build that thing uh, for us, and then I put the words Jesus and brass on on that little band there. But you see what they did? They overlaid it with Jesus is gay. What kind of person would do something like that? What kind of person? I mean, okay, so you don't like Pastor Manny? You lied on him. You lied on him. A whole lot of other people lied on, call him a hate preacher. Pastor Manny is not a hate preacher. But this thing, the way the LGBTQ people defend themselves is they try to run under the banner of love. And anybody who doesn't agree with LGBTQ is a hate preacher. I know that. But what kind of person would, would, would blaspheme against Jesus and say he's gay? What kind of person would blaspheme and say that Obama is the Messiah? What kind of person would do that? So I want to say to you that... Um, we we want to be able to let you know that we need your help. And Sister Charlene Humphrey, Humphrey has given us this along with a, I don't know how many boxes we have, maybe three, four, five hundred boxes that we've gotten. And we still got to go back there two more times to get all the things that she's going to give us. But I want to talk to you about a giving plan, how you can help us raise the $3.1 million. Now, as you know, we put an ad in the New York Times. We want to be able to show you this we'll, Thankful to God that he gave us favor to be able to put in the New York Times. The headline is the historical Harlem Bethelite Community Baptist Church. Now, the Bethelite Community Baptist Church is our parent church. Otlam Ministry is an evangelism, uh, evangelistic unit of the Bethelite Community Church. That's the Bethelite Community Church. Is the, the parent, Otlaw, is the, uh, the, the child of the church. But it says the historical Harlem Bethelite Community Baptist Church is on death row, wrongly convicted of owing $36,000 in, tax, $36, in taxes to New York City. And then, of course, we're very honored to have our children. Uh, I don't know, you know, children can grow up and go to Harvard, still don't get their picture in the New York Times. But because they're a member of this church and God has given us favor, we have been able to put our students, our pictures, our teachers uh in the New York Times. This is no small thing. And we give God the praise. I'm just thanking him right now. If I let me just go to the Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you so much to put the pictures of our children. And I see Ziva and Naomi and all the young boys standing there, their picture in the New York Times. Thank you, Jesus, for favor. Thank you. Thank you for favor. And in your name we pray. Now, I want to quickly tell you how you, we, we need you to give. We ain't got the money uh, by ourselves, but we need to call on you. And I want to lay out some plans. I got three uh, giving and blessing plans. I want to, uh, so you may want to get a pen, a paper, or something. Uh, you can write this down if you want to go to your computer or whatever it is. Write this down, and I'll have the engineer, uh, Captain David Lewis, when he reducts this, he'll be able to put all this up so it'll be right there for you. But for the time being, 
you can give to raise the $3.1 million. I need 12 months of commitment. I need a giving a commitment every month. I need you, just like clockwork, I need you to give. Now, I'm going to give you some amounts that, I, that come from the word of God. I'm going to give you some amounts that are from the blessings of God. Uh, it's what I'm going to give you. And uh, you can give as much as $21 a month. Or if you so choose, you give $21 a week. But you have to make the commitment to do that. And I'll send you the envelopes, the mailing envelopes, or you can do it on Cash App, whichever is more uh, convenient for you. Or you can give $33 a month. Or you can give $33 every week or every other week. But at least once a month, you need to make a gift for the next 12 months. At least once a month for the next 12 months so they do not desecrate this church. You need to give. And that amount of money... Would if everybody just just hear what I'm saying and give as God has blessed them, or you can give forty dollars, uh, the number for a new beginning, forty dollars a month for twelve months or forty dollars a week for fifty two weeks. It's up to you, but you must make at least one contribution gift every month. And then there is forty nine dollars, which is the uh, the seven times seven giving. You can do that. Or you can get $49 a month, or you can get $49 a week, or $49 every other week. But you must give at least one gift every month. And then after $49, you may choose to say, well, I'll pass the man, I'll give $70. I got $70 here, I can give every month, or I can give every week, or every other week, I can give you $70. Or $120, you get the idea now. $120 once a month, or every two months, I mean every, every two weeks. Or you can give $490. Once a month or every other month, I mean every other week or every week if you have the availability to do it or $700 or beyond that. But what I want you to do is commit right now. Uh, let's make a covenant. Let's touch and agree that you're going to give something every month to stop the foreclosure and the shutdown of this church. You're going to give something every month out of one of these items. Now, that's the first uh, blessings and giving and blessing plan. But I got two more. I want you to listen to it before you commit uh, to what you're going to do because you can do all three of them if you like. But the second one is called the Jericho First Fruit Offering. Now, Jericho was that city, one of the most fabulous cities in the Bible. I'm, this thing was something. And the people in there were wealthy and rich, had gold and precious things. It was the Beverly Hills of the ancient Near East, uh, Jericho. But God told Joshua to tear that city down. But he told Joshua, with all that gold and silver in that city, it don't belong to you. It should go into the treasure of the Lord. Don't take one jot, no one tittle, or one piece of gold, or one garment, or one piece of leather from all that wealth that they had in the Beverly Hills of the ancient Near East called Jericho. He said that belongs in the treasury of the Lord. There you see. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. There shall come into the treasury of the Lord. That's called the first fruit. That was the first battle that Joshua fought. It was the first city that went down. It was the first fruit. All the things from the first battle is first fruit. It goes into the treasury of the Lord. So God has declared for us that we should give our first paycheck of the year. We should give our first paycheck of the year to the Lord. Our first paycheck should be given to the Lord. And so it's called the first fruit offering. And so I want to be able to offer you the opportunity to uh, 
to do a first fruit offering. Give your first first fruit. And then after that, make the commitment to give 10% of the, as a tithe every week. You can do that. You got the idea? First, you give the first fruit, which is the first paycheck. Now you say, well, Pastor Manning, it's June now or whatever the month it is. And I, uh, I, I didn't do it in the first of the year. Well, you can, the next, it doesn't matter whether it's August or May or November. The next time you get a paycheck, give that entire paycheck to the Lord. Give the entire paycheck to the Lord. It's called the first fruit. Give the entire paycheck to the Lord. Then the next paycheck you keep, except for 10%, regularly you give to the Lord and we'll be good to go. We'll be in great business and we'll be blessed with the money coming in to stop this threat against our church building, to stop this threat against me preaching the word of God, me preaching truth and righteousness, stop this threat that people are trying to get me to take back and stand down and, and hide and cower and sell out and be ashamed and be afraid. Your giving will, like I told the pastor from down there in Tennessee, will encourage me greatly when he called me the other day and said he wanted to give me a parcel of land. Now, you can do that too. But the third gift is called the blood of Jesus uh, is Lord and his cross. The third blessing is the blood of, called the blood of Jesus and his cross. Now, if you are a tither or first fruit giver, then you can also give just any amount you want to give. You can give any amount you want to give, but do it on a monthly basis as well. But you're going to do it because you want to stop them, not just from taking the building, but we have a cross outside, 40-foot cross outside our church. If the, if the LGBTQ community get this building, they're going to take that cross down. They're going to, and written on that sign is the blood of Jesus. It's there permanently, 24 hours, seven days a week. They're going to take it down. They're going to take it down. I have to tell you, Mr. Engineer, do you have the, um, you see the blood of Jesus? See, see, see the blood of Jesus? See it right there? They're going to take that down. See, it just says Jesus is Lord. They're going to take that down. They will not let that be publicized here in Harlem. They're going to take it down and, 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 and sell the iron for junk. That's what they're going to do. That's what they said they're going to do. You can't let them do that. You, you can't let them do that. I don't, you know, you can say, well, I don't agree with everything you say, but you, I'm here. The Lord sent me here to talk to you. You can't let them do that. Years ago, they jumped across our fence. And wrote on that sign that Jesus, that God is gay. The first time they've done, they did, they've been doing it for years. You, you gotta make up your mind. See, they wrote it right there. One night they wrote on God is gay. So you can join the, the you know, the once a month giving of a certain amount every month or every week for 12 months. Or you can do the first fruit offering plus the tithe. Uh, the first first check paycheck plus the tithe every time you get paid. You can make a commitment to do that. Or you can give both. You can do both. You can do the, uh, the, the, the first fruit giving and the tithe plus the once a month extra offering giving. You can, do, you, can do all, you can do all three. You can say, well, here, I want to put something aside here, Pastor Manning, for, for the cross, for the blood of Jesus and the cross. I want to give. You know, like Brother Springfield today sent a gift of $200. Now, he's a tithe. He tithes every week, every week, like clockwork. He gives his tithe and offering. But today he said, well, I'm going to give something just for the blood of Jesus. He went in his pocket. He got a couple hundred dollars, and he gave us that for the— You can do all three if you like. 
You can do all three. But you, I'm asking you to, to help us. I'm asking you to help us. Don't, don't sit there and let them. Don't do that, man. Don't, don't. You know, how would you be able to live with yourself? You know, Judge Francis Kahn, put his picture back up there, Mr. Engineer. That when he, this picture of him and his, that the man that's standing beside him, was this picture was taken when Judge Francis Kahn, he was a short fella. This picture was taken when he was given a lifetime membership in the gay, in the gay and straight alliance. And he's so proud. Look, he's so proud that they've inducted him to, into that membership, the gay and, 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 and straight alliance. Leave that there, Mr. Engineer. You know, and I wonder how this man sleeps at night. He didn't ask us to come sit down with the Mellon Bank. He didn't ask the Mellon Bank to try to be, you know, lenient. He didn't ask the Mellon Bank to, he just, he just says, sell the church, shut it down, and give the Mellon Bank $3.1 million. I don't know how the man sleeps at night. And that's why I put it in the New York Times so all of his friends and everybody can see that's what he did. But you know what's worse than that? It's for me to sit here and talk to you and tell you and show you unequivocally what they're doing, and you do nothing. You, you, you know, how do you, how, you're not going to have any peace because you know that's not, you know that you, you are supposed, and you could give, some of y'all can give cars, you can give houses, you can give thousands of dollars, some of you can only give five or ten, but to not do anything, you're not going to have peace. I don't, I'm not threatening you. But you're not going to have peace. When you, when you see something as sacred, and by the way, the, fact that, the very fact that you listen to me every day means that you know that I'm God's servant. And you are being fed. You're being nurtured. You're being encouraged. You're, you become wiser. You're biblically sound now. You're learning. You, you get a college education just sitting here. And then when the institution that is feeding you knowledge and wisdom every day comes to you and says, save us, and you do nothing, you, you won't have peace. All of that, all, you're you going to lose your peace. You're going to lose your position. You can't live like that. And many of you could give thousands of dollars. Many of you could do it. You just got it sitting there. The pastor told me the other day, he said, I'm giving you this land. It's just sitting there. I'm paying taxes on it. What am I doing paying taxes? Let me give it to you and I can get a tax break. And I don't have to pay taxes on it no more. And I can get a tax. And you could do the same thing. You give to us, we'll give you a receipt that says you can take it to the government and put it on your income taxes at the end of the year. Judge Francis Kahn, you would think, what? And if you're listening to me today, then I'm going to call and not going to give. I'm going to call you Judge Francis A. Kahn the fourth. Because you're just like him. Just like him. I'm going to call you a son and a daughter of Judge Francis Kahn. Well, I'm not doing it. Jesus is doing it. He's telling me what to say. He's talking to me now. He's telling me what to say. To call you a son or a daughter of Judge Francis A. Kahn, to sit there 
and not do. Now, I'm not rebuking you. I'm just telling you what the Lord said. You say, well, Pastor, you say, the Pastor, the Lord ain't told you nothing. All right. Then you don't have to listen to me if you think I'm lying. You don't have to listen to me, brother. You don't have to listen to me if you think I'm lying. But you've been listening to me all these years. And look at where it's brought you. And then when a time comes, think about this. When the time comes to save the institution that has meant so much to you, to save the institution that has meant so much to you over the years, or the time you've been living, this institution has meant so much to you, you're going to let it cave. You're going to let it crumble. You're going to let it, come on. <laughs> what? Now you can see why God's got a tribulation, why God's got an end for some people. You've been, the institution has been so much to you, and you're going to do nothing to save it. Hmm. You know, you can give on Cash App. You can start giving right this minute. One of these plans, all three of these plans, you can start right now. And, and, and on a Cash App is available. Or you can send it to, in the mail. You can send it to the Outlaw World Missionary Church at uh, 38 West 123rd Street. A po- I'm sorry, to post office box 2513. You mail your gifts to the post office box, not the street address. If you want to do, use the mail, a lot of people like to use write checks and use the mail. A lot of people now are using cash app, and that's good. But this is the institution that you come to every day. This is the institution that you come to every day. And um, you... If you refuse and you want to become a son and daughter of Judge Francis A. Kahn, God's, God's, got, he, God's not, got, not going to let that man prosper for what he did. He's not going to prosper. Let's go to the Lord and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord Jesus, we bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Thank you for speaking through me today. Thank you for showing your passion and your truth and your courage in me today. I'm so willing to be a vessel. I'm so willing to be a vessel. And thank you for the hearts that have now have been pricked and they have to make a decision. Are they going to walk away or are they going to walk to you with the gifts in their hand? Which are they going to do? I stand and agree and touch and agree with those who make the decision to walk towards you with their gifts in their hands. I touch and agree. In your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, everybody. This beautiful crystal. Want to have it? It's available. This beautiful crystal. I want to ask the engineer if he would bring up the song, It's Too Soon to Quit. Uh, it's it's just a, after all of that, I just said there's some people that who, go, who, make it, who made a commitment. But they also need to be blessed uh, with a word of encouragement. Uh, but I'm going to let that take us to the top of the hour. Um, but $1,000, and you got this, put this in your living room, put it in your bedroom, uh, put it in your bathroom. Well, don't put it in the bathroom. But uh, it is, I'll tell you, it is is absolutely beautiful. Thank you so very much for being with me today. Life can bring so many trials and struggles. No matter what you're going through, always remember, it's too soon to quit. Sometimes life can take you through some storms. You 
ือ